paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back. Another episode of the Kickback Pod. Very hyped to do this episode. I just got back from the gym. So... You know, the testosterone is pumping right now. Ready, ready to pod with you, man. Fabs, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I mean, yeah, I saw um I saw your story on Instagram. Just like how many, how many reps are you getting in a week? Like how many times are you going to the gym? I try to go at least three times a week. Um, some weeks I fail, but usually I, I average three times a week. Nice, man. Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to hit like three times gym and then one to two times running as well. Man, do you know what I'm paying for my gym membership, by the way? No, but you go to SuperFit, right? Or no, I go, to, I go to FitX and I signed up for a gym membership when I first moved to Berlin. So like five years ago now, it's already been five years and I'm still paying the same amount per month that I used to pay back then, which is 15 euros a month, which That's is like nothing. insane. That's, That's really nothing. good. <laughs> That's like literally if you're going, if you're going three times a week, that's uh what I, i'm terrible at math it's, yeah it's like 12, a euro so you're paying a euro a per visit yeah 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 it's amazing so i i don't think you can come out better than like a per visit than that no so that's why i'm never leaving this gym it's just, it's just <laughs> I, I think of it almost as like a free workout so yeah but anyways enough about enough about health and fitness uh what you've been up to man last couple of weeks uh just working on the apartment you know and getting used to working at zalando um kind of new processes, new colleagues, new role as well, but it's going really well. I'm really enjoying it. And like, I don't know how, how maybe this makes sense to you, but after being at high somebody for such a long time, and once you're in the same role for a long time, a lot of the responsibilities, they become pretty much second nature, right? So you're on autopilot most of the time. And that doesn't mean that you're not taking your job seriously. You are, but you can do the things relatively easily and relatively well with without as much effort as maybe in the beginning. And now at Zalando in this new role, I'm learning so much and I'm having to remember so much and everything's new that my brain, like at the end of the day, is just completely tired from learning new things. But it's also like my brain forgot to how to learn or how to like take up new information. So it's like a really, really nice challenge that um, I'm going through right now. Um, and I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, I think learning and and you know personal development professional development is so important so uh yeah i'm i'm really loving it so far that's good to hear man good to hear i'm nervous for that i'm kind of in the i wouldn't say like actively looking for a job but i'm kind of you know interviewing here and there recently and i know i'm gonna go through that phase as well in the next couple of months so uh kind of nervous for that too i mean it Uh, only makes you stronger i think yeah Um, yeah, i know i know yeah what about you what have you been up to Dude, I've, I've been like, honestly, just chilling from YouTube, you know, like I I used to, I felt like I would define myself as a person like, oh, I'm like a YouTuber, you know? And, uh, I feel like this year I've just kind of gotten away from that because like, I would, I would even ask myself questions like, okay, like, what are my hobbies? Like, what do I, like, what do I even do that interests me? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I do YouTube and for me that just wasn't a good enough answer because like youtube for me was almost like a job it started to feel like a job um and i wanted to just 
go back to like enjoying it, which meant like putting out less content, putting out less videos, do just spend more time doing stuff I'm interested in, whether it be like going to the gym or lately I've just been playing a lot of like FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and uh yeah just like catching up on like shit i haven't watched in a while i've I, I just started to get into this uh show euphoria have you heard of the show yeah so i watched like the first two episodes several like not years back but back when the first season was a, a thing or like or new um it's pretty good i would describe it as like a like a new age gen z skins i don't know if you ever watched skins i never watched skins but i i know the reference uh, i've heard of the show but like, dude, I want to know if Euphoria is a real representation of Gen Z today, or is it like a very exaggerated representation? I think there's probably some parts that are exaggerated. Um, I would say that, you know, people our age, maybe, and maybe even a little bit older who are watching this, are, I've seen the comments on Instagram, on social, people are like, ah, no way. Kids in high school never dress that way. Kids didn't take drugs like that. Kids didn't go to those kinds of parties. And of course, like some of that is embellished and exaggerated because it's a drama, right? And it's it's supposed to captivate the audience. But at the same time, man, like when I was going to, when I was in high school or middle school, like probably alcohol was like the crazy thing you did, right? And like mm-hmm. you, you would like go out and party and drink. And then like, you know, some of the older kids that are smoking weed, you're like, damn, like weed, that's fucking crazy. And nobody, nobody I knew ever took anything harder than weed. But then, you know, like five, six, seven years removed from high school, I'm looking back at these kids now that go to the same high school I went to or like rival high schools. And they're taking stuff that's crazier than weed for sure. Like I've heard the stories and they're doing things that like me and my friends, like never would have even dreamed or thought of doing and uh i'm telling you like the kids are i think the older you get maybe the or like the older we get the crazier the kids get that are kids right now if that makes sense you know yeah and i i get what you mean that like it the show makes me terrified to have kids because like (laughs) imagine like the future generations like they're probably going to be even like twice as fucked up i mean look at look at everything that's happening in the world right now you know And, and at this point i think just uh, you know, obviously, quick note that it's fucking terrible what's going on in in Ukraine and with Russia. So, uh, to any listeners out there that you know are Ukrainian, Russian, have ties to there, you know, obviously we, uh, you know, our solidarity um, on that on that note. Um, but yeah, dude, I think the the world is only getting crazier, or maybe as you get older you mellow out and see things and are more critical of things i don't know maybe it's a bit of both but um it's it's yeah it's weird talking about how we're getting older though <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel i feel definitely old when i watch euphoria but yeah i've been watching that also uh definitely checked out the uh, genius documentary uh you watched oh. it as well right yeah, yeah i watched the first episode i on, honestly amazing i thought it was great yeah I, I first of all like just the fact that all that footage was available was insane to me because it's, there's it's some, the last dance of hip-hop a little bit you know yeah like th- there's some incredible scenes you know like him him uh kanye walking into the into the uh rockefeller office and just playing his songs for random employees and they're not even giving him the time of the day it's so funny <laughs> like he's like the the intern and he's just like yeah. turning up the the speakers and people are like yo uh, can you please turn that down we're trying to have a call in the next room and he's yeah like, yeah all right okay then he takes his cd goes to the next room does it there so yeah. funny uh, has so so when i watched the when i watched it it really put 
everything into perspective for me into the type of person Kanye is. And I totally understand now why his behavior is the way it is. It's, yeah. it's because he, he's, he's literally just always been like this. He's yeah, someone he, who has insane confidence in himself. Um, he's, he's someone who is never afraid to uh, go against the popular opinion. Um, and he's just above everything else. He believes that he can do anything and he can be good at it. Yeah. Um, I think I was having this exact discussion with a friend of mine who has soured on Kanye a little bit over the last few years. I think a big driver in that has been just his kind of non sneaker, non fashion, non music related rants, like his political, you know, views, um, and this friend, you know, huge, huge, huge hip hop fan connoisseur, big Kanye fan from the early days as well. But he can't listen to anything that Kanye does anymore because mainly also the, the whole Trump thing, right, has soured Kanye for him. But I convinced him to watch this uh, show and he said that it's it's incredible. And he said the exact same thing as you, that Kanye has always been this person, just yep. that back then it was funny because he hadn't made it yet. And everyone's like, oh, damn, look at this like young up and coming dude who's so, so confident in his own abilities. Um, and I think a big reason for him achieving what he's achieved so far is because that he was like that. Like he, he literally had to be like that to do what he's done, but it's also been his downfall in a way, you know, it's been his, his like driver, but also what caused him to crash a little bit. If you, you know, if you want to call the last couple of years a crash, which I think you could argue it has been. Uh, the, the show, uh, the documentary also really highlighted to me how important of a figure Donda was in his life. First of all, that relationship between them was just beautiful to watch. Every scene of them together was like, it almost made me cry. It was, it was so beautiful to watch. Everybody needs a Donda in their life. Someone who's just 100% behind you. I mean, she was literally, she literally memorized all his lyrics. She was completing the lines for him when he was rapping. Like that was, that was incredible. Like what a supporting figure. Amazing. Um, And uh, it made me think, you know, everything, some of the more crazier stuff he's done recently, like like the Trump thing, like you mentioned, it all kind of happened after Donda passed away. Yep. And so it makes me wonder whether, you know, because he doesn't have that figure in his life anymore to, you know, kind of bring him back down to earth a little bit, which Donda seemed to do. Um, maybe like it, it, that's why we're seeing kind of like this really irrational Kanye right now. Who knows? I mean, I'm just speculating, but just based off of this film, it feels like Donda was just so important to him and, and, and uh, was really responsible for the man he's become. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I definitely found a lot of newfound respect for Kanye. I literally this week felt like I had to activate Kanye mode to get in, to get some stuff done and just feel really confident about myself. And uh, I, I loved it. I, I think it's an incredible, incredible documentary. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes was when he was freestyling or when when Mos Def was freestyling and then he was right and then and then he completed the freestyle and even Mos Def was like looking over at this young Kanye and was like, "Holy shit. What did this guy just do?" Like he just, you know, Mos Def was impressive, but Kanye was even better and Kanye was what like 20 at the time or something. Like yeah. it was it was wild. It was so wild.
I think uh, for me, the, the scene that really stood out was uh, when he was trying to get that uh, first single uh, being pushed at Rockefeller, which was Jesus Walks, and they weren't really pushing it. And he was like, oh, I, maybe I should just get a big name rapper to do a verse on this. So he called up Scarface, who mm-hmm. at the time, maybe you younger listeners don't know, but at the time, Scarface was like the biggest thing. Like he was a huge rapper from the South. He called him to the studio Scarface literally listens to like three seconds of Jesus Walks. He's like, oh, go to the next song. (laughs) (laughs) And and like, and he basically didn't even give him a verse. Like Kanye just, uh, sorry, Scarface just walked out of there without giving Kanye a verse. And what did Kanye say? He was like, Scarface, Scarface said my shit was incredible. You know, like, like uh, just the, like to come back from something, which to me seems like pretty devastating, you know, like uh, this famous rapper, not even giving you a verse. Uh, He's saw the positive in that and still came out of it really. Okay. Yeah. It just speaks to the kind of guy he is amazing self-belief. So, yeah, I mean, that was like the one big thing that he preached in the first episode, right? Like all that negativity, everything that like is pulling him down. He's just going to turn into like, yeah, you know, like, okay. So in reality, maybe Scarface was like, nah, not feeling this beat or not, not feeling this song. But Kanye saw it as like, yo, this song was so good. He didn't want to ruin it. You know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, man. Amazing. Uh, All right. Like, okay. Well, I was going to move on to some sneaker news, but very quickly, I wanted to ask you in this latest installment of, how much man united has disappointed you this week i just wanted to uh quickly get your feedback oh man i mean yeah i it's hard to it's it's hard to comment on that they've just been so 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 bad the thing is that they're not playing terribly they're creating chances that the finishing is so bad i think they've created almost as many chances as liverpool but scored like five goals in the time that liverpool scored 17 goals so um and i think the last five games or something they've had an expected goal uh, of like over two per game and an expected goal against uh of you know less than 0.5 so really they should have been winning it statistically but they're just not um super frustrating i mean big game on sunday against manchester city i'm gonna be watching i'm gonna be you know your typical sports fan and believe that we're gonna win until we probably don't win (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know man i uh, they're not going into it with a lot of momentum not at all yeah so okay well let's uh let's move into uh some quick sneaker news oh um actually before we even get into that just want to let you guys know the topic of this episode we haven't even talked about what the main topic of this episode (laughs) is it's going to be about our biggest uh sneaker regrets whether it be uh the stuff we wish we bought uh, earlier or the shoes we wish we never sold shoes we wish we never bought uh we'll get into that so so that's going to be the main topic i thought it was pretty uh, actually fabian you suggested it so definitely a pretty fun topic for this episode Uh, i'm sure you guys will like that uh but yeah let's quickly go over some sneaker news um joe fresh goods yo we saw the sneak preview we posted it on the kickback pod instagram um it's a 2002 r i believe the mm-hmm. silhouette um first impressions for me a little bit tame for joe fresh goods i think that's exactly what i was thinking as well i was going to say that this is probably the first joe fresh goods design that i don't mind missing you know or probably won't even try buying because it's 
relatively basic. I mean, it's like a, what, like a mustard yellow on a kind of cream eggshell white base, mm-hmm. nice leather. And I mean, the 2002 is a really comfortable shoe, as you've said in many episodes prior, but not something that's, you know, making me jump out my seat. I think with Joe Fresh Goods, the, the most important thing is always the storytelling and kind of the capsule and the campaign imagery. And I'm sure that the storytelling and the theme will be really interesting and, and relatable to a lot of people in the industry or in the community. But in terms of just like pure product looks, I don't know. I'm feeling the 960s a lot more. Yeah. You know, I'm just really not a big fan of these very light or pale yellow shoes. Uh, it reminded me of those Jordan 5 off-whites, the sale pair. Mm-hmm. I, I actually called those pair the urine fives <laughs> because, because that's what it looked like. It looked like a shoe that was like soaked in urine. And that's what this shoe kind of reminds me of, man. Like it just it just has that really not unpleasant shade of yellow that I just don't like looking at. Um, so yeah, definitely not a shoe I want for my personal, um, and a bit disappointing from Joe Fresh Goods because we were expecting quite a lot from him, uh, this yeah. year. But although but I like- think, I think on that point though, like, uh, that's just one of several shoes that are going to release, right? Because he said in an Instagram caption or an interview, I think it was that I read somewhere that a lot of, uh, releases that were supposed to come out last year got pushed back due to, you know, Corona and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it wasn't supposed to be just one release uh, last year. There's going to be a lot of them. And the the 960s, which I think the theme or the campaign is called Inside Voices, was supposed to be the winter version of the outside clothes, the, uh, the 990 V3. Um, so that's two colorways, right? Those were the two boxes that he teased a while back. Then there's the 2002. And I can imagine that there's pro- at least one more, you know, because if you're if you're looking at two last year, then maybe two or three even this year would make sense. So we haven't seen the last of Joe Fresh Goods, and um, that's why, like, for fans of uh, the designer and his work, um, you know, there's going to be a lot to choose from. I think. Yeah, hopefully we see something a little bit better this year from him. <laughs> um, and speaking of uh, more disappointing uh, collabs, let's get into this uh, Gucci and Adidas uh, release. What are your you, thoughts you on that You find it disappointing? Dude, it's a freaking Adidas Samba that says Gucci on the midsole. What oh, is so a, special it's about It's a gazelle. It's a gazelle. Oh, Although whatever, I think there might, be, there might be some uh, some Sambas in there as well. Dude, I think it's the perfect, perfect collaboration between the two. That's of not ones. even a collab, man. That looks like something you get at the flea market, man. It looks like something you get at Chinatown or, or wherever. It looks like a bootleg shoe. That Well, see, so that's the thing, like, I think it's not my style, right? Like I have a um, one of those like Adidas Special kind of shoes, the the low top, whatever um, suede uh, gum sole shoes. They're great for the summer. They're super comfortable. They're super classic. They're not my favorite kind of shoe, um, but just in terms of like brand identity meeting, I think it couldn't it couldn't have looked better in my opinion gucci with that like 70s chic kind of luxury um and a lot of the clothing has that as well like the suiting the tailoring is next level with the three stripes on the side i don't know if you saw like the apparel but i think just if you take the whole project together it's just so on point for both brands that adidas originals core identity and then that gucci 70s chic vibe meshes so well on those silhouettes so i think it would have been 
almost disingenuous for uh, Gucci to work on any other shoe. What I do find interesting though, is that like, they've kind of just not dropped Prada, but like Prada's done and now they've just hopped to the next one a little bit. Um, I don't know, like if there's more Prada coming, but it looks like, I mean, why would they have Prada dropping when they also have Gucci? Right. So uh, it's, it's a little funny in that sense uh, for me, but in terms of like the actual uh, product, I'm a big fan, whether I would wear them or buy them is another question, but in terms of the idea behind it, I really like it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, after hearing um, you talk about it, I can clearly see that this collab is not intended for me or, <laughs> or um, I would say like average sneaker people, probably not, uh, but more so for the Gucci fans. Uh, yeah. Like you can definitely see Jared Leto adding this to his collection. 100%. Um, he's, he notoriously only wears Gucci all the time. Um, and yeah, I know, and I know that there's a big fan base of the Adidas uh, gazelles as well. And the fact that they didn't really mess with that silhouette too much, it pretty much just looks like a gazelle with a Gucci logo on the gum outsole. I could see them appreciating it as well. And it seems like that these two groups were their target audience just from, from listening to you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's just not for me, for me, it's like a very, what's it's, it's, I'm just not impressed. It's not so special to me. It's very, I would say very fashion and vintage fashion, right? It's not like, it's not high tech. It's not innovative. It's not, uh, an unseen model. It's not, you know, it's not even like Craig green taking an OG model and reworking it completely. It's very, very simple. Like you said, and for a very specific type of consumer, um, to your point about the, you know, like the Samba culture, like the, the football casuals, like the, you know, some people call them hooligans, but it's casual culture. They're very much into this type of sneaker. And, um, if you know anything about that culture, you know, that, uh, or that community, they are very much about like dressing really sharp to the games, looking good. There's also a lot of like racking in that culture. Racking means, uh, you know, basically stealing clothes, um, what like so the the english hooligans actually they when they used to go to away games in europe they would you know go to italy whatever and they would steal like cp company stuff stone island stuff they would just like like basically break into shops and take the stuff off the racks and that's why these brands were so popular and you would kind of wear stone island as like a sign of yo i went to an away day and i came back with this jacket a little bit and that's the type of person or the type of culture that I think this is also tapping into a little bit where someone like this who, you know, grew up wearing gazelles, sambas, whatever. Now there's a Gucci samba, like what bigger flex is there for that type of person? You know? So I think, I think it's very niche. Yes. And it's very fashiony. And um, I'd be surprised if these like sell out super quickly and are like the biggest hype on StockX, but I think there is a consumer for it. Like you said, a very niche consumer. Yeah, right, right, right. Just not me, I guess. <laughs> Definitely not you. And also not me. You know, I think, uh, I, I don't think I would wear them. And I know the prices can be ridiculous too. Uh, okay, right. Well, should we, uh, should we move on to latest pickups? Let's do it. I know you have a lot, so I'll let you start. Yeah, okay. So one, uh, I guess one holdover from last time is a pair of Salomon sneakers. Um, very, very, very hyped about this one. The Salomon ACS Pro Advanced, uh, a silhouette from, uh, it was from their archives from like the early 2000s. 
They brought it back, I think, at the perfect time because their brand is definitely seeing quite a lot of hype right now. And you bring back the sneaker that is kind of, it seems like it's kind of blowing up at least the Instagram sphere. We're seeing um, these, you know, archive pages posting it a lot. That's where I was first introduced to the sneaker. And I was like, wow, that really stands out to me uh, compared to everything else on the market right now. Uh, I got like this, um, uh, I think it's called the berry, goji berry pair. It's got like some red at the back. Is that Uh, the black and red one or? Yeah, it's a black and red one. Exactly. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't particularly, it wasn't my first choice when it comes to colorways. Uh, so I actually ended up returning that pair and (laughs) instead I bought another pair today, uh, which released on the Solomon website. And this one is beautiful. We posted it on the kickback pod Instagram, uh, earlier today. It's called the vanilla ice colorway. Is that the triple white one? Yeah. It's like white with like a cream base. It looks super hard. Like to me, that's that's like one of my favorite pickups of the year easily. Um, so I was able to cop that. That colorway is now sold out on the Solomon site. Um, but uh, just so I wore that uh, shoe around the house a little bit. Um, it feels like it, it seems like you definitely got a half size down. It, it does fit kind of big. Um, but um, it's it's like it's hard to style this shoe. It really is because it kind of has like this ninja type of vibe to it. Um, like, like I don't even, it's like, because it's like, it's weirdly like pointy at the front. Um, and it's kind of has, it has like these, these spikes on either side. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, I, I had a hard time trying to figure out what pants to wear with that shoe. Like, I, I think you need like one of those, uh, acronym crazy ninja style pants something like technical right or like a like yeah, a exactly. track like, suit or something that's not too track suity but also not too yeah casual. yeah more so like those crazy tech wear type of pants which mm-hmm. i don't really have so it's going to be a bit of a challenge to style them but uh but anyways I'm, I'm excited to get that pair in really dope looking pair another pair i picked up very surprised with how much i love this pair it's the yeezy 350 compact uh, which is like this updated Yeezy 350. And the I got it in this, one? I got the triple red version. And I've said it in my review. In my opinion, the most comfy Yeezy ever made. It's insanely, insanely comfortable. Uh, I explained why. It's because the the tongue of the sneaker has this like extra bit of padding on it, which just feels really good on feet. Uh, it, uh, I, I, I was basically wearing that shoe for a couple of hours around the house and I, I completely even forgot that I had those shoes on my feet. I just, it just feels like it's part of your feet. Once you put it on, it's just, it's really, really comfortable. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really, really like that pair. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling the all red colorway too. Um, typically not someone who likes red colorways, but they mix in a bit of olive on the upper. So it's not like too bright red. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely a fan. People were hating on it. Like I got nothing but hate on the comments <laughs> on my video that people were saying it looks like a, like a bootleg sneaker or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was pretty dope. Uh, another one, the acronym blazer lows, Nike blazer lows. Um, this one is super interesting because the heel can be customized mm-hmm. using a 3d printer. So if you're good with 3d printers, you can literally put anything you want on the back of the shoe, whatever design you're capable of making, capable of designing. If you go on the uh, Soulbox and Acronym website, they have a special website for this because they had an event 
where they invited 10 designers from Berlin to create their own designs and they uploaded the 3D files to this website. So anyone can actually go there, download these files and literally print them out on a, on a 3D printer and put them on your shoe. But like um, the, the designs from the 10 or like the... Yeah. So, so okay. basically those 10 designs that were created, uh, you can download them and, and put them on your acronym Blazer. And some of them are crazy. They have like rockets on them. Some have like teeth marks. Um, they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty creative. Um, but And you can technically customize them however you want if you're good with using 3D software. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like it's a, it's like, it's about as customizable of a shoe as there is. Um, and, and basically the blazer kind of just works as the canvas and you are the creator. You can put whatever you want. You can make the shoe look as crazy as you want. So I thought that was pretty cool, pretty like futuristic. Um, and very, it seems like not a lot of people were into it because the resale prices are not really high on the shoe. They're pretty much going for like 20 euros above retail. So people weren't really feeling the whole concept, but I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it's, it's cool to see something very innovative, but it's acronym. So they're pretty much the kings of innovation when it comes to uh, tech wear. So it's cool to, I, I thought it was pretty cool, pretty unique collab. Yeah, I, I like the heel part. And I like that you can kind of, if you have access to 3D printers and have access to these kind of um, programs and software can do it yourself. But for me, the shoe itself, I don't like the colorways. I don't like the rips on the mm-hmm. on the upper and the blazer low. I don't know. Blazer low is kind of like the the I don't know, like the dunk mid a little bit. You know, although I do don't mind the dunk mid. Blazer low is like I don't know why would you wear that. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> no, not not feeling them. The the rips actually on the upper they were like specifically ripped in certain places to look like a shuriken, which is a ninja weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Google it. Uh, it. So it's, yeah. So each of the rips, they're actually, yeah, they're made to look like that weapon. So yeah, but from afar, it looks like it's just a shoe that was eaten by your dog. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, that was, the, oh, and one more pickup actually. Uh, this one also really surprised me how good the shoes are in person. Adidas really, I think, coming out strong this year. The Adidas NMD S1. Uh, I picked that shoe up. It's a complete update of the Adidas NMD. You guys know how hyped the NMD used to be uh, back in 2016, 2017. Uh, Hype has definitely died down, but this is an update that a lot of people are feeling. Uh, They've really modernized silhouette, made it super futuristic looking. Those plugs on the side of the shoe, they minimize them a little bit. And um, the shoe is just, it's kind of has like a trail runner vibe because the, the sole has like these, it looks like teeth marks, but they're actually like trefoil logos at the bottom of the shoe. It's a pretty heavy shoe also. Uh, but uh, overall, great job by Adidas. Good, uh, good update on a silhouette that was kind of, kind of, you know, starting to be forgotten a little bit. Uh, I thought they did a pretty decent job. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I'm not too convinced by that one either. But again, that's just personal opinion. I know that a lot of people on social media are very hyped about it. We'll see if the... Um, if the NMD relaunch is going to be successful, I know that there's more coming than just that one that you copped. I think there's a bunch of other colorways, some other models, probably also some collaborations coming as well. We will see. Um, I don't have that many pickups as per usual. I have less than Josh. Um, I have the Studio Hoggle Shroud sneaker, 
which um, was sent to me by Mathieu from Studio Hagel. Uh, super nice pair. Um, I posted on my Instagram like a while back. I think I got it like a week, week and a half ago or something, like right after we recorded our last episode. Um, and it's inspired by the Cortez, which, you know, was my first ever Nike shoe and has this kind of shroud over it, like over the forefoot that you can kind of open and close that's inspired by car shrouds. So like the, the fabric that you put over a car to protect it from like rain and weather and whatever. Um, it's a, it's, I would say it's an acquired taste. It's a very different shoe, um, but the leather quality on it is incredible. Like uh, Mathieu and his team used Echo Leather. Um, so it's like super, super high quality. I think the price point is also pretty high. It's like 450 euros. Um, and yeah, that dropped, I think, like a week ago or so. Um, and then I got some stuff for the apartment. I uh, my, my dining room table finally arrived yesterday. Like, I'm so happy. We've been eating and working on this tiny, tiny IKEA um table that we got on ebay kleinanzeigen which is our craigslist in germany uh, for like 10 euros and now finally the table's here it's huge it's like two meters long and a meter across as well like you could probably sit like 15 people on it um and we finally ordered a bed which is arriving on thursday it's been a struggle we've been sleeping on the mattress on the floor since we moved into this place so six almost almost two months ago like six seven weeks ago um but yeah, those are like two big highlights of the week for sure, because the apartment is slowly taking shape. And I mean, it takes ages until you, you know, have everything you want in the right, you know, size and place and whatever, but it's, it's coming along nicely. Yeah, man. And good, good to hear. Uh, yeah. Those first few weeks living in a, in a brand new apartment with no furniture. Yeah. Not fun, but uh, good to see that uh, your, your spots coming together. Uh, I still have to check it out, man. I haven't checked out your new place yet. Definitely um, come over. Now that we have the table, we can also invite guests over. <laughs> true, true, true. Okay, man. Looking forward to that. So let's uh, let's move into our main topic, which is regrets. We have them. We all have them. Every sneakerhead can relate to this, whether it be you know buying a sneaker just because of the hype. Maybe you bought a sneaker because you watched one of my videos, and now you're like, "Fuck you, JD." <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe subscribing to me was a regret. I've seen some people <laughs> write that in, in comments uh, that have caused you guys to spend too much money. But hey, man, I don't get anything for, for you guys buying these shoes. So I'm not I'm not I'm just enthusiastic about them. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, your biggest sneaker regrets, you know, we bought some we didn't like. We've sold some we shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. Um, I can maybe start. I can. I can first tell you, so I'm going to, I've basically broke this down into three sections, shoes that I wish I never sold, shoes that I wish I never bought. And finally, shoes that I just let them get away. I should have bought them early, didn't do it. And now I'm probably never going to own them. Um, So I'll just, I'll first just quickly go over stuff that I shouldn't have bought. And this is just like one, one thing I have to say about this. This is one of my biggest regrets is ever paying resale for Yeezys. <laughs> this is the this is just like a dumb move because if you know anything about Yeezy brand over the last four or five years, they restock every single shoe every single year. You know, I've paid resale for and too much resale, to be honest. I paid resale for the zebras 
I paid resale for the Wave Runners. I paid resale for uh, the Ore- no, not the Oreos, the Breads, the Bread mm-hmm. 350s. And all of these shoes ended up getting re- um, restocked. So yeah, Multiple times too, right? Multiple like- times. The Wave Runner is going to be restocking later this month for the sixth time. Damn, that's <laughs> so, ridiculous. Yeah, so this is just always a regret. Uh, and I don't suggest any of you guys ever paying resale for Yeezys that <laughs> you think are grail worthy or whatever, because they're just going to bring them back every year. That seems to be Adidas' strategy. Kanye said since day one, his dream is for there to be Yeezys for all. That's what seems to be happening. So yeah, that would be my, I don't really have any particular sneakers I regret buying, but um, that would be like in just an overall regret, just all the times I paid resale for Yeezys. So uh, I, I guess on that note, though, like the the Nike Yeezys and the um, the seven fifties are probably not going to restock, right? So like, yeah. right? You like, don't know so, if the seven fifties I mean, won't true. restock. You don't this know that. True. This is true. Maybe like <laughs> uh, like the five or ten. Oh no, it's been five years. Like the ten year anniversary, maybe. Um, so I have a couple of sneakers that I bought as well that um, I definitely regret buying. It, it it was in the early days of like my sneaker fandom. Um, I was still living in New York back in 2013, 2014. And I was like learning like, oh, damn, you can like, you can make money with sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, being like a poor college kid, especially in New York City, where like everything costs a million dollars. I was like, all right, you know, like I could, you know, buy sneakers, sell them and then use that money to buy other sneakers. Right. Like I wasn't, I wasn't buying like 50 pairs of shoes and then making money and buying myself a car or a house. Um, But to this day, I remember that I, there was one, (laughs) there was one drop where I got like the back when basketball sneakers were like semi-hot still like performance basketball shoes. Um, And this was like towards the end. Right. Because like, in the late 2000s, early teens, you could buy, you know, Kobe's, LeBron's, KD's, and those would be worth so much, right? Like the Aunt Pearl KD's. But I was coming into it at the tail end of this. And, you know, being a sneaker noob, I was like, I, okay, I got to cop all of these. And then I was telling my girlfriend at the time, she was like, yo, don't spend all your money on this. Cause you know, each pair costs like 200, 220. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, 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 don't worry. Like we're going to eat good this month. Like I got this and I bought, I bought the KDs, LeBron's and Kobe's. I think I must've spent like six, maybe even $700 on them. I forgot which release it was, but it was like, I think it was like the, the the LeBron tens or something at the time. Like it was, I think they had like the Bayou. That was the year that like the new, uh, the all-star game was in Louisiana in new Orleans. And they, um, they had like the Bayou pack. I didn't get that one. That one was reselling for a decent amount, but then I got, uh, I got this like other really random pack. It was just like this colorway. And I was like, damn, like I, I copped them at 9am on Saturday on Nike.com. This was before Nike sneakers. And I was like, I was like on Facebook buying and selling groups. I was on like Kanye to the, like trying to get rid of them. And like, nobody wanted them. And I was like, damn. Oh no. I just spent, I just spent like my entire month's allowance for food and everything on these shoes. And my girlfriend was like, I told you, I told you. Um, So what I did was like, I was freaking out. I was like, damn, what am I going to do? So I like checked to see if I could return them and I had bought them online. Right. And I was like, damn, now I have to ship them, ship them back, whatever. 
Um, and then I f- found out that you can take them to the Nike town and re- return them because they weren't like a limited release or like a collaboration or whatever. Right. So I took them back and it was like one of the most embarrassing moments. Cause like, I just thought I was like, damn, everyone at Nike town is going to be laughing at me. Like I'm returning three pairs of shoes. It's so obvious that I was never going to wear these. They're all from the same pack, all the same colorway. Um, so I returned them, got my money back. Thank God. But that was like one moment where I was like, okay, buying sneakers just to resell them is not the move, at least not for me. Um, And also like maybe learn a little bit more about like the sneaker culture and like what's hot and what's not because basketball shoes definitely weren't hot back then. So that was like one big regret. And then another regret that I had, which is similar, is where I was a little too greedy and it was um, the acronym Nike Presto Mid came out like a few years back. I think it was like, 2017 2018 i think the first pack or the second pack the second pack the second trio okay and i bought four pairs like i bought all three colorways and then i bought one colorway twice because i was like damn i need to have them and i was like so hyped that i was able to get all four of them because i think it was like uh i forget it i don't know if there was a raffle but like soho house had them and and the first pack was super hyped right so that that was the the second round where the 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 Prestos that had like the zebra, no, the zigzag pattern. on Exactly. Them, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, yeah. Oh, so cool. I got four of them. Like I felt like <laughs> such a boss. And then I, 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 I liked all of them. I'm not saying that I didn't like them, but I picked, I took all three colorways cause I just, I was greedy and I couldn't pick a colorway. And I think it kind of let me know that I need to be a little bit more selective with my spending. I don't need all three of something or, you know, if there's two colorways, for example, of the Levi's nine nineties, right? Like I don't need the blue ones and the gray ones. Why don't you pick one? Um, So it's, uh, it's money that I don't need to have now, or don't wish that I had now, but it's money that I wish I didn't spend back then because each of them costs 200. So I think I've spent around 800 euros on shoes that I didn't need which is stupid, stupid. So I think it's it's definitely a learning experience. And I'm glad to say that I don't do that anymore, but sometimes it's hard to, and maybe this is like a learning lesson for some of you out there as well. Sometimes it's it's hard. You're like caught up in the hype. You want all of them. You're like, oh, it's going to look so sick on Instagram if I have all three colorways, but you don't need all three, you know? No, damn, your your regrets are definitely way worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I was like thinking about this this week and I was like, yeah, these these are probably going to be some embarrassing stories, but hey, man, like uh, I think it's all it's all an evolution, all a, like a development. So it's all yeah, good. yeah. Shout out to Nike's very generous uh, return policy, though. Yep. Um, and <laughs> just f- for the listeners that don't know this, on Nike's website, it says that you can you only have a thirty day uh, re- uh, return period, but I'll let you know from experience that that is just a bunch of nonsense. You can literally return shoes like six months later and they'll still give you a full refund. Um, that's what I've, I've, I've experienced myself. Uh, but anyways, um, so some more regrets from my side, uh, selling regrets. So, oh man, this one still pains me to today because I think it is one of the best Jordan ones to release over the last five years. And I sold it. I got it for retail from the sneakers app, sold it for 40 euros above retail. <laughs> that was the turbo greens, the turbo green Jordan ones. And also as a bonus, the obsidian ones. 
the Obsidian ones, I won in a raffle from Foot Locker. Also sold that pair for 40 euros above the retail price. You can just go on StockX right now, look very quickly in a size 11, what both of those pairs are going for. They're going for around 600 to 700 euros right now in my size. Um, so, man, both of those pairs were so nice too. So really, really dumb. I can't believe... I can't believe I just took, I, I let it go for 40 above retail. That's just so dumb. It's not even like I needed the 40. I just, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, and a, another final selling regret. And this is, this one is a lot more recent. Um, the off-white Jordan twos. Um, oh, I cop, okay. I copped those, sold them. Um, so I did a review on them. Um, I like the shoes, but I knew I would never wear something like that because I'm just not a big fan of twos sold them um for 550 euros uh, which was more than double what the retail was so i thought i was you know thought that was great uh quick great little like quick profit and then uh, of course like obviously that very unfortunate uh situation happened virgil passed away and that very day those prices skyrocketed to like 1300 1400 in my size which was literally two days after I got my payout from StockX. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh man. But like, who could have, obviously who could have like predicted that obviously like really unfortunate situation, but yeah, I, I was still like, damn, if I just held on to it for two more days, but yeah, yeah that, no, that I, was... I have a, I have a few sneakers that like I regret selling as well, but it's, it's less to do with the money and more to do with just, the fact that afterwards and you know some of these i sold 3 4 years ago that i've realized i would much much rather have those sneakers to wear than have the money and have whatever i use that money on right mm. so like cuz most of the time that money is other sneakers right yeah. um so uh all three of these are actually uh, off-white nike's i had two pairs of the original off-white nike presto which i sold um, wow dude which i well, i never sold my pair thank god <laughs> right and and like i said it's it has nothing honestly nothing to do with the money because all of these shoes that i sold i, I made a decent profit and used that money to buy whatever i wanted at, at that time whether that was other sneakers or something from my apartment or paid for a vacation um so it honestly has nothing to do with the money but really looking back i'm like hmm i i wish i could wear those right now you know I don't wish that I could sell them now for more money. I wish that I could wear them. And so the, that was the off-white Presto original, then the Hallows Eve Nike blazer. I remember I got that one and I was like, mm, I wasn't confident enough to rock an orange pair of shoes. But looking those back now, fire, man. they're looking so, back, so, so nice. Fire. They're so nice. And I honestly, that, that's one pair where like, I don't know where the res resale prices are at right now, probably higher than when I sold them. But that's one that I would consider like, hey, maybe, maybe, you know, I go back and, and grab myself a pair of those before the prices get too wild and out of control. Um, just because it's such a beautiful color that like cream orange and that off-white uh, base. So nice. Um, or you can get the GR version. Have you, have you seen those jumbo blazers? I saw, so I saw those and that's what made me think of this actually. I was like, oh, and I, I could get those, um, but knowing that I've held the actual ones in my hands and let them go, 
I yeah, I might have to I might have to dip back into the bucket there. Um, so we'll see. And then I have the I had the triple white off white Nike Air Jordan ones um, as well. Oh. And I at the time I didn't like wearing ones or at least highs, but now I've come to appreciate them a lot more. I wear my shadows relatively often, and uh, I yeah, that's just another one that I wish I just had because I feel like those the off white ones they look so good with wear as well. So. Yeah, all of those sneakers are sneakers that I wish I had now, not because I'm not happy with the money I made or, you know, whatever, but really just I feel like the money I made wasn't worth not having them in the rotation and enjoying them. And a lot of this comes as well from, uh, you know, me, right? Like the last few times we've met, I'm always wearing the same shoes. I've got like my New Balance 990s on, like they're scuffed to hell especially during the winter when the weather's terrible. But last week I was in the office five days of the week for the first time since Corona started, because I had some like onboarding stuff I had to do on site. And I loved it because every day I was like thinking, okay, what am I going to wear tomorrow? And I like made an effort to pick out the shoes, match them to the pants, match them to my jacket, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, Oh man, all like, I there's so many shoes that I had that if I still had them now, I would have so much fun wearing them. And I guess that's what it's all about, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Enjoying the shoes uh, and and you know enjoying having them, using them as they were intended to be used. So yeah, that was those are my biggest like selling regrets, I would say. Dude, that that's really the best part about sneakers for me, man. Just like planning when I'm going to wear which pair, how I'm going to wear them. I'm planning to travel to uh, Italy this weekend for a few days, and nice. I've I've spent like the whole week thinking about like which shoes I'm going to take and how I'm going to wear them. <laughs> That's really where are you, like where are you going part. to Italy. I'm going, I'm spending a couple of days in Milan and then three days in Florence. Ooh, nice. I, I, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, that's uh yeah that's happening this weekend uh as far as like okay one more uh regret to mention this is a couple of sneakers that just got away that why didn't i just buy them for resale the first couple of weeks because now they're absolute grails and by the way that off-white uh the white pair the jordan one that you mentioned that is definitely like a top five grail for me i would love to have that pair super clean <laughs> and it looks so good with age like you mentioned yeah. i saw shy uh, Shai Gilgis Gil- Gil- Alexander from the OKC Thunder. He just wore them a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Man, I wish I friggin' had those pairs." They're so clean, right? Like they, yeah. they they don't have the Chicago colorway, and they're obviously not the UNCs. That just you can wear them with anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so sneakers that got away from me first, the ALD nine ninety V two. This was like one of their first collabs in New Balance. I remember when that pair came out, they were going for like in my size, not that much, like maybe 400 to 500 euros uh, in a size 11, Um, which, yeah, I guess it is a lot. But uh, compared to like what they're going for right now, like a a new pair is over 2000, you know, even like used pairs are going for close to a thousand, man. And and that's definitely like an all time grail for me. Um, that yeah, really, really wish I copped those. Uh, and another one that got away, oh man, those Jordan 4 off whites, man, the sale pair, man, those were going for like just about a thousand 
I could have easily sold like two shoes from my collection and just caught those mm-hmm. at the time for a thousand. And now, yeah, my size, which is like a woman's 12 and a half, impossible, just impossible, like close to 3K, I think. I'm That's not, wild. I'm never going to spend that much on a shoe ever. No. Um, so, man, yeah, I'll, I'll, I just gave up. Like, I'm never, that unfortunately is one shoe that I really don't think looks good with age. Like when that shoe gets dirty, it doesn't look good to me. I would have say you similar, seen some dirty pairs of that. I I have. I would say it's similar to like the Air Jordan Five sale, right? Like that it does scuff up a little easier than the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It. I have the original Air Force ones from the Ten, and those I've beaten to death. Like if I could, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would buy ten pairs of those on StockX because I love them so much, and I need another pair that isn't scuffed up. Um, but I feel like that one almost looks so good when it's marked up, and I feel like the same, in my opinion, is true to the four. That uh, you know, maybe if it was a white pair of fours, but I think because it's that tan color. Like when that tan color gets dirty, I I just don't I, I've I've because I've seen some used pairs and I, like I just don't want to buy them. They just don't look they don't look like a nice used vintage type of look. Like they just look like dirty fours to me. Um, yeah, I mean so. I, I I think anything that's like that kind of not just that color but also the material material right because the material ages as well and and gives off mm-hmm. this kind of like patina vintage patina or dirty patina if you want to call it that so i think yeah i I would agree that they are difficult i think you need a certain type of outfit to wear them once they're dirty and that's kind of like a scum bro outfit you know a little bit like you just have to kind of not care but if you want if you want to wear like a nice outfit they have to be like super fresh definitely yeah Uh, and yeah that's about it for everything i regret uh doing when it comes to sneakers uh let us know on instagram guys uh what are your uh, biggest uh, sneaker regrets uh, yeah feel free to just uh, let us know maybe we will shout out one of them in the next episode oh and i forgot to do this i i was talking to you fabian before the episode saying that we're going to introduce just like a one time a week shout out to the fan of the week a lot of you guys listen to every single episode and uh, we really appreciate that so uh this week we just wanted to sh- quickly shout out max marlin shout out to you man uh, i know you listen to every single episode and you're a big fan of the pod so shout out to you thank you for all the support and yeah we will be uh definitely shouting out one of you guys every single week and now let's just wait quickly... wait, wait wait i haven't Sorry, done you my... another one i haven't done my third regret yet oh i thought you oh no nah, no nah, all good man. all good all good wow dude you have you you regret a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i regret uh you know selling buying and then my my final one which is just a quick fun one um is uh i regret not having the right pants for a lot of sneakers <laughs> if that makes sense you know like i definitely basically i blow my cash on or not anymore because i'm a responsible adult now but i basically i used to blow all my cash on sneakers not thinking about how they would look in an outfit or what clothes to match them with and i know it doesn't really matter right there's like the sneaker heads that just wear the same jeans with the with different shoes or you know you got the boot cut people who just have boot cut jeans that swallow the entire shoe but i find pants incredibly difficult to wear and to find that i like because i mean a I used to be pretty fat and I'm not the tallest. So that's already two things working against me, you know, like in terms of finding pants that fit, that I feel good in, that look good. 
and that match with the, with the um, shoes, because it needs to have the right fit around the ankle, the right length. And I usually, I hate it when my pants get or my shoes get swallowed by my pants, unless of course you're wearing like a pair of Issey Miyakis, but um, I'm much more of a crop pant kind of guy. And uh, I would say that's probably one of my bigger regrets and something that I'm working on changing that I buy a pair of sneakers without thinking like, okay, but how can I make this work? You know, maybe I need to upgrade my, my uh, closet a little bit as well. But um, yeah, that's definitely one thing that I'm definitely trying to work on because there's been so many moments where either I couldn't wear a pair of shoes because I didn't have the right pants or I forced it. And then I was like, man, I look, I look like a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man. I feel like that gets overlooked way too much. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. I, I don't think you can just wear the same pants with every single shoe uh, because, you know, they, they got to look good together, man. Like uh, to me, like that's the most fun part about collecting shoes and all that, you know, like just having the right pants, just uh, having the right fit for each shoe. I, I personally enjoy that part of uh, of sneaker collecting. So, yeah, that that's definitely important for sure. And OK, well, let's just move on to uh, upcoming upcoming drops. The month of March is just jam packed absolutely jam-packed with releases uh just this week there's a bunch of stuff dropping especially from yeezy brand um this month of march is pretty much easy month actually so we're going to be getting the 500 blushes restocking which is the og colorway of the 500 um and i've always said the 500 has been the most under appreciated model from the yeezy line it's just a really comfortable and very good quality pair of shoes uh, so the for everyone who hasn't copped the uh, blushes, you'll be able to get your your second or third chance at that right now. Um, and then also, uh, almost legendary pair of Yeezys will be uh, returning a almost mythical pair, the Statics, the 700 V2 Statics will be restocking on March the third. A lot of people say this is not just one of the best Yeezy V2s, uh, 700, just one of the best Yeezys. Period. Um, and I tend to agree. I, I actually think the 700 V2s are definitely one of the best Yeezy silhouettes. And this is probably the best colorway. Um, so that will be restocking. I don't understand one thing about this release, though, is why the price of the 700s are $300. Because all 700s that are released nowadays have that reduced retail price of 240 Whereas the statics and also the upcoming Wave Runner pairs they're going to be having that original retail price of $300. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't understand what's the purpose of that. Maybe they're using, I guess, different materials for these OG colorways, I guess. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be seeing that as well. Also, there's going to be a, um, a exclusive uh, exclusive dunk for the size store. Uh, I think they're just called, I think they're just, uh, I'm just looking it up real quick. Oh, it's just called the size Nike Dunk Lows. Uh, it's in this brown colorway, which seems to have like kind of like a teddy bear fur type of material on the mid panels and a blue swoosh for a exclusive store uh, for an exclusive dunk release. I think this colorway looks super dope. It reminds me of like those um, those uh, the, the three bears uh, oh, that yeah, release yeah. they had, right? Like the, the grateful Papa dead bear. bears. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, uh, I think I think this colorway is super hard, in my opinion. And uh, I, w- I hope I'm hoping to get a pair of uh, fingers crossed on that. 
And uh, one more one more Yeezy release to talk about in the next two weeks are the slides. Everyone loves the slides. We're going to be seeing three colorways of the slides drop on March the 7th. The Pure, uh, also the Ochre. So both of these colorways have released in the past. So these are just re-releases. Like I said, do not ever pay resale for Yeezys because they <laughs> will definitely restock. The Pure and the Ochres are going to be re-releasing as, uh, along with a new colorway, the Onyx colorway, which is the first time we're seeing a all black Yeezy slide. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be going for that pair. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for major releases. What do you got? Uh, so yeah, the Supreme Nike SB Dunk highs are dropping this week, right? Uh, which I'm not a huge fan of because they have too much writing for my tastes. Like they've got uh something something on the on the back, and they got like an I love New York uh, symbol as well. Um, you've got the Drake Nocta Nike Air Hot Step Terra, right? Dropping on March 3rd in two colorways. We said a lot of things about this um, shoe, I think, in the past. Not a lot of it was positive, and I think it's probably staying that way, right? Like, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, and then we I'm going to be copying it, man. <laughs> yeah, but are you copying it to do, like, a review, or are you copying No, no, no. I'm copying it to wear because... Because you know what, I, and here's my honest opinion of that shoe. It looks like a K-Swiss sneaker, and you guys might remember this K-Swiss brand. It looks like a K-Swiss sneaker with a Fila Disruptor outsole. Yep. That's exactly what it looks like, but I don't care because it's Drake's shoe, and I love Drake, and he's literally like the unofficial prime minister of Canada. And I'm just a big fan. He's a huge part of my childhood. I'm going to cop his sneakers because I'm I, a Drake fan. <laughs> I, it's a vibe. I, I feel it. All right. Um, and then there's the Nike Air Jordan 1 OG85 dropping in College Navy on March 3rd. I think that is just a European yes. release. It's not dropping in the US just yet. It might release later, probably. Um, super, super nice. I think it's like a Georgetown Hoyas colorway. Mm-hmm. Um also, again, an OG 85, which means that, you know, the, the cut and the materials are try to be as true to the original as possible, which might mean it's a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, one special release as well is the Dead Hype Adidas ZX8000 Gore-Tex. That's a triple black ZX8000. Um, my, one of my good friends, uh, Burns from Dead Hype, uh, one of the Dead Hype co-founders, founder he um designed a sneaker with uh, adidas last year or even two years ago uh it was part of the a to zx it was that purple sneaker and this is the second colorway basically that's dropping march 5th um berlin-based creative really really cool stuff so obviously just want to give him a shout out and if you're looking for a pair of beaters triple black sneakers that you know will get you through any any sort of weather uh, this is this is the pair for you. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. Definitely shout out to Berlin. Cool. Um, I think that's it. That's pretty much it. Pretty jam packed episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, man. It was it was dope to do another pod. And uh, man, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. See you guys in two weeks. Peace.